eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in to the Online Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Online Inquirer publisher here with you. And that's a staff. Brett Bielema finalizes his assistant coaching staff with two, dare I say, splash hires to end his staff this week. George McDonald comes over from NC State, a former Illini football player and Illinois alum, and he will be the wide receivers coach at Illinois. And then Brett Bielema ends his staff, finalizes it on Thursday night, hiring Kevin Kane, the SMU defensive coordinator, longtime NIU assistant, uh, and a former Kansas City native, also Kansas uh, football grad there. He comes over to be the outside linebackers coach. Both those guys get nice titles. I believe it's assistant head coach for uh, George McDonald and associate head coach for Kevin Kane. But I will say this, Brett Bielma made full use of his $5 million staff pool. And I'll give you some of my thoughts on this staff, uh, but we'll also get some thoughts on this podcast from few people who have covered uh, these assistant coaches, these last two that they have hired. Billy and Body covers both SMU and LSU uh, for 24-7 Sports. And Billy joined me to talk about Kevin Kane, what he brings to the Illini staff, how it was a bit of a surprise down at SMU that they lost their defense coordinator for a Big Ten program uh, to a Big Ten program as a position coach. So we talked to Billy about what Kevin Kane brought to that program recruiting-wise, defensive as a coach as well. Uh, but also I chat today again with Corey Smith, who covers NC State for 24-7 Sports. And Corey has insight on two assistants uh, that Illinois hired in the last couple weeks. Aaron Henry was a defensive backs coach at NC State for three years. And of course, George McDonald spent the last six years at NC State as an assistant coach. But I think now that we can kind of look at this staff in full, it's hard not to come away impressed with the quality of candidate uh, and the experience of candidate that we've seen from Brett Bielma. You know, his first hire was Tony Peterson. It's obvious that Brett has a lot of respect for Tony. They have known each other for a long time. And Tony's been a Big Ten offense coordinator, uh, dating back to his days at Minnesota. And, and Brett, of course, coached against him as a defensive coordinator, uh, dating back to his time at Wisconsin. Um, so Tony Peterson, I think, is the one of the least splashy of these hires. You know, he comes from Appalachian State, also coached uh, at ECU here recently, uh, Louisiana Tech, and had some success. Uh, and, you know, then his record otherwise wasn't that great. I mean, he didn't get stolen away from another Power Five school uh, for, between the time at Minnesota 
and Illinois until Illinois came along. So I, I think that one remains to be seen, what Tony Peterson will do, but it's obvious Brett targeted him and that uh, Tony was one of the guys he wanted to get here immediately. Uh, and then since then, of course, I think you've seen a lot of people with ties to Brett Bielma, which should be expected. Uh, Terrence Jameson played for Brett Bielma at Wisconsin, coached under Brett Bielma as a student assistant, grad assistant at Wisconsin. Aaron Henry was a star defensive back at Wisconsin and then has worked his way up the coaching ladder, starting with Bielma at Arkansas as a grad assistant, then moving on to Rutgers, NC State, and Vanderbilt, and obviously is a proven recruiter and is a proven Power 5 head coach. Bart Miller, was an offensive line coach, former grad assistant for Brett Bielma at Wisconsin. He decides to join on with Brett. And you can tell Bart is is very energetic as a recruiter. I think he's going to do very well here. Even though on paper it seemed like a solid hire. You know, he comes from Wyoming, comes from, you know, Air Force, had, had been at many places an offensive line coach as an FBS coach, and, and clearly is qualified for the job. But I think the personality and when he met with the media, you can see, oh, that that's a pretty dang good hire. Um, and then you look at Andy Boo, a guy who's got great defensive coordinator experience at, at several schools, including the Big Ten with Rutgers and Maryland. Had a bit of bad luck here as he seemed to latch on with uh, head coaches who got fired midseason, Arizona, uh, Rutgers with Chris Ash, and DJ Durkin at Maryland. But Andy obviously is a very, very uh, experienced coach, and uh, he's going to bring a lot to Brett Bielema's defense. So you got guys with a lot of ties, right, to Brett Bielema, which makes a lot of sense. Even even George McDonald, uh, Brett Bielema previously had hired, right? He'd hired him at Arkansas, but a month into the job, McDonald got an offensive coordinator uh, position at Syracuse, and you know George moves on and goes there, and who can blame him for a coordinator position? And that didn't go so well for George, but the relationship with Brett obviously stuck. And then you're able to keep Corey Patterson, who made all the sense in the world to keep, right? I mean, if you're going to keep one person from Lovey Smith's staff, it would have been him, at least when it comes to the assistant coaches, because he's the best recruiter. I think everyone who knows Corey or has seen Corey work at Illinois knows he's got a bright future, not just as a recruiter, but as, but as a coach. And people like him. The players really like him. He was kind of a sounding board for players and a mentor for them. And he just was really able to be a player's coach. And if you're going to keep one person uh, from that staff, it might be the guy that players go to, right? That can help the transition. And it certainly has helped Brett Bielema uh, keep this roster intact and, and get Tony Adams back, get Owen Carney back. Um, so that made a lot of sense. Uh, ben Miller has n- really no experience with Brett Bielema before this, but Bart Miller knew him really well. He's got a special teams background. Uh, he played um, you know, offensive line in college uh, at Air Force and then became uh, a tight end slash H-backs coach there. And uh, he gives you some versatility. And a guy from Ohio, a guy who can recruit that uh, that area where Tim Beckman and, and Ron Zook did pretty well recruiting. Then on the defensive side of the ball, you're able to steal somebody like Kevin Kane. That's pretty impressive. Or even to steal somebody like George McDonald from NC State as assistants. These are these are coaches that I think if George McDonald were the offensive coordinator, he was on my offensive coordinator, you know, board there um, that we put out when when the job opened. And I thought I wouldn't be completely sold on this one, but he's qualified for it. But you get that Illinois alum connection with McDonald. You get a really good recruiter in McDonald, and you get him as an assistant coach. 
you know, that that's a pretty big time hire for that position. And again, if he would have been hired as an offense coordinator, that would have been expected in previous, you know, head coaches. Then you look at Kevin Kane, I think he would have been praised as a defensive coordinator hire. You get him as a linebackers coach. And oh, you stole Missouri's defense coordinator, even though I think that was gonna they were heading towards a breakup at some point. But Ryan Walters is a very respected young up and comer. And it just feels like you got several people on this staff that eventually would be coordinator somewhere else or it could be a head coach somewhere else. And I was texting back and forth with Ryan Eastwing last night and I said, Has there been anyone since Mike Loxley who has been hired away and promoted right at his next stop? You've had guys go to the NFL right, as an assistant coach, and they go to the NFL as assistant coach. Like Mike Fair did that. Um, so just to be fair, there are guys who have done that. But a coordinator to a head coach, well, actually was the last one, right? Or even like an assistant to a coordinator. They haven't had that in a long time. I think Illinois got a couple of these guys on staff. And, you know, if Walters is a head coach in a few years, maybe Kevin Kane's that next guy, right? If, if Peterson, I don't know if he's in line for that, but – if you lost McDonald as an offense coordinator, it feels like you got some guys on staff that could step up. Or Aaron Henry, can he eventually be a coordinator? It just feels like Brett Bielma actually has some guys that you can see getting that, that next step up after Illinois. So it's a very deep, especially defensive staff. I mean, Kane, Andy Boo obviously can be a coordinator at some point again if you know Bielma wants that. Um, Walters, Henry, feels like a lot of guys there who um, – have a really, really bright future. Offensively, there might be a couple more questions, but Bart Miller certainly seems like he's got a bright future. Tony Peterson is a proven FBS coordinator, and, and Corey Patterson certainly has a bright future as well in this business and has certainly showed his worth coming from the high school level the last three years. But I, I think the staff has nice balance. That's the word I would keep coming back to is qualified and balance. All of these guys, except for Ben Miller, have been Power 5 assistants before. There are 54 years of previous Power 5 experience on this staff, an average of 5.4 years. Lovey Smith's first staff had an average of 2.1 years of Power 5 experience, and Garrick McGee uh, was carrying all of the weight there. And Garrick McGee at the time, I thought on paper, like all these guys, is on paper how they look, right? That's how we're grading them now. On paper, Garrick McGee was a good hire for Lovey Smith. It obviously experienced does not work out. Like it does not always translate to success at your next stop. So some of these guys might not work out. The staff might not be as successful, but I certainly think there is a higher floor of this. And you just have college coaches who can hit the ground running. You got college coaches who know Bielema's philosophy. You have college coaches who have been elsewhere who can maybe challenge Bielema to to change this or change that. So I just think there's a there's a nice balance of that with guys who have been successful elsewhere and guys who really know what Bielema does. Also, there's a balance in, in recruiting, I think. I mean, the territories you want to recruit, you have guys with connections. Uh, I would imagine George McDonald, who's from Indi- Indiana, Fort Wayne, I imagine he gets in there, but he also is an Illinois alum who should know this state pretty well. Uh, he's, he recruits North Carolina as well, which is a very talent-rich uh, part of the country, and he's recruited Florida before. Bart Miller graduated from a Chicago uh, suburbs high school, right? Terrence Jameson, just a few miles south of the city of Chicago, 
uh, he should be able to recruit this state pretty well. Brett Bioma is from this state. Corey Patterson has recruited this state and now is going to recruit the state more with Brett Bioma as well as St. Louis. And then you add a guy like Kevin Kane who's from Kansas City. Uh, and that's an area, obviously, Nathan Shielhouse came from, but that's not too far from Illinois. There's good high school football over there, and Kevin Kane probably can recruit the whole state of Missouri as well as St. Louis. Ryan Walters has experience uh, recruiting St. Louis. You know, Kevin Kane also was at NIU, so he knows some people uh, in this state. Um, so that's an area you really want. Ben Miller comes from Cleveland. You got to get back into Ohio. There's too much talent over there for Illinois not to be involved over there. And again, Beckman had some success there. Ron Zook had some success there uh, as well. Ryan Walters has recruited the South. He's recruited Texas. He's recruited Georgia. Uh, Kevin Kane now has connections in the Dallas area, which is a direct flight from Champaign. And Brett Beal almost talked about where do we get direct flights? That's important in recruiting because it's just efficiency of time. And you got a direct flight right there uh, from Champaign. So I would expect them to be involved there. Aaron Henry is from Florida, has recruited Georgia, uh, has recruited the uh, East Coast, in, including um, New Jersey before. And, and obviously, he's, you know, a player at Wisconsin, knows the Big Ten footprint as well. So I, I just like the overall balance of both experience, recruiting territories, where and when they've kind of come up in this industry. And I, I think they all, from the sound of it, are energetic, passionate, and kind of align with what Brett Bimo wants. So, you know, everyone wants to ask me to rank these hires or grade these hires. I think some come with more questions than others. And I think Peterson is qualified for this job, but I have questions about what that will look like, right? Uh, ben Miller maybe doesn't have the sexiest of resumes, but he was under Troy Calhoun for 14 years. It's one of the best group of five programs in the country. And, you know, talking with Ben Miller, I think he's going to be a pretty good coach uh, and can be a good recruiter as well. So I just don't think there's a, a definite weak spot here. And the biggest takeaway for me, Brett Bielma is respected. He is a respected college coach. And maybe we didn't give him enough credit for that, given that he's been in the NFL the last three years. He was fired from his last job. But uh, I think the SEC is a tough gig, and uh, I think he had some success at Arkansas that they would take right now. Uh, three straight bowl games, and we know Illinois would take that right now. But Brett Bioma has you know, a lot of respect in this industry. He drew this staff together. And I think this is the kind of staff you'd expect at Iowa or Northwestern. Some of these teams are competing against Nebraska. Heck, I think this staff is capable enough to be the staff at Michigan. Like, I, I think they are qualified enough for that. Like, this looks like a real deal, legit Big Ten staff that you'd expect a top half of the conference team to get. We'll see how it works out, right? But on paper, this is one of the more impressive staffs we've seen in a while. Like, you can look back at Zook's last staff, pretty good. Pretty good, the, the names. I mean, Vic Koning, his experience has been successful defense coordinator. I know he's had some rough spots here recently, but you can't take away that he's been a pretty good coach. Paul Petrino ended up being a head coach at Idaho. Didn't work out all that well, but I do think he's a, you know, a personality withstanding where he could be a little bit of a hothead. He was a pretty good coach. Jeff Brown was quarterback's coach. Chip Long ended up one of the hot name coordinators there for a while and is again, was the tight ends coach uh, on that staff. Keith Gilmore, Joe Gilbert, like that was a really good staff. So maybe this one's as good as that one. Maybe it's even better. I think there certainly is a lot of upside with this staff. And I think Illinois fans should be 
pretty excited about what he was able to put together and he was able to recruit him, which maybe that translates to recruiting high school prospects as well. But uh, yeah, I think this is a, a legit Big Ten staff that other staffs got to sit there and go, man, that's that's interesting. Like, I think it's going to be more of a competition now when, when we play Illinois, given what Brett Bielmo has put together, both on the recruiting trail and on the field. Obviously, they got a lot of work to do uh, in recruiting with this roster, figuring out what they have, implementing their schemes, implementing their culture, all of it, right? There's a lot of work to be done to get Illinois to sustain success, which has eluded them for so, so long. But kudos to Bielma for putting the staff together that I think has a chance to do that. Kudos to Bielma for keeping together a roster as, long, as well as the rest of his staff that has a chance to compete in the first year. But also kudos to Josh Whitman for giving the resources, right, to put this staff together. $5 million is a lot of money. It's a big investment, and he is hoping it pays off uh, in wins and then with butts in the stands whenever your butts can get back in the stands. But I think more of you are excited to get back in the stands now that you're seeing what Brett Bielma is trying to put together here. All right, let's get more insight on a few of the new hires, including Aaron Henry and George McDonald. We'll talk to Corey Smith, uh, who covers NC State for 24-7 Sports. We'll also get insight on Kevin Kane, the former SMU defense coordinator, who is now uh, the outside linebackers coach for Illinois. We'll hear from Billy and Body on that. But Corey Smith, breaking down George McDonald, the new Illini wide receivers coach, as well as Aaron Henry, the new Illini defensive backs coach. That's next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back into the Lana inquire podcast and boy i've had to hit this guy up a lot lately uh cory smith writes for pack pride our 24 7 sports site covering nc state and uh, as he told me the other day illinois has a little bit of a pipeline coming from nc state Corey joined us to talk about cj hart the transfer linebacker and now illinois has landed two former nc state um position coaches Aaron Henry who is the DB's coach from 2017 to 2019 at NC State and now the wide receivers coach uh, George McDonald who's an Illinois alum uh, Corey Illinois uh, and Brett Bielma man raiding his former guy Dave Doran what do you think yeah well I mean you know a lot of these guys make make sense too I mean you know you think of you think of Aaron Henry 
uh, former player under Brett Bielema, and then uh, you know with with a guy like George McDonald, you know obviously he gets to hit kind of the reset button. He's been at NC State for six years, but you know being an Illinois alum, I think it these these are two decisions that really make sense for both of them. Uh, Aaron being a guy that left for Vanderbilt last year, but Man, what he did at NC State, the the connections that he made inside the state of North Carolina, I think they're getting two two really good guys, not only as coaches but also recruiters. I know the last time we talked, Corey, like we talked about Dave Doran, who's I, I think probably had a pretty good tenure. I know, um, you know he's had some down seasons, but a pretty good tenure there at NC State. Does he bring up Brett very much from their time in Wisconsin? Not really. Um, I mean, whenever we've asked him about, you know, his former stops, he's talked about Brett and just the, you know, the the fact that he's, you know, somebody that he kind of modeled his demeanor after. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, neither one of them are, are ex- you know, I mean, I, I can't really speak for Brett. I'm sure behind the scenes, I don't really know him behind the scenes very much, but, you know, the demeanor that they put out there, both very straightforward, uh, but strict guys, uh, but, you know, kind of sneaky, funny at the same time whenever they want to be. So, uh, those are, you know, I, I think when it comes to, you know, his uh, his style of coaching, I think a lot of it uh, comes from Brett Bielan and, and some of that rubbing off on him. As you said, George McDonald checks off a lot of boxes, and it's kind of a splash hire given that he's an Illinois alum, has been a former offensive coordinator, uh, and I know he had some title, a lot of titles at NC State, uh, and he's got a assistant head coach title, I believe, here at Illinois. Uh, but six years at, at NC State, just how would you kind of characterize uh, what George McDonald did there? Yeah, you know, one of the big things that he did was came in and really – you know, kind of solidified the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, before he got there, there were some guys that had, you know, had made some, had some good games, had, you know, decent seasons overall. But, you know, he really worked with the younger guys when he first came in. Kelvin Harmon is the first one that comes to mind, a guy that came in as a, a skinny three-star wide receiver uh, from from New Jersey, a guy that George really didn't recruit, uh, you know, just kind of as a secondary guy to convince him to stay with NC State. Uh, but he grew into, you know, a guy that gained like 30 pounds as a wide receiver, gained a lot of muscle, a lot of strength, uh, ended up going to the Washington Redskins. He had to miss his past season uh, due to injury. Uh, and then Jacoby Myers, somebody that, you know, people up north might know about uh, with him playing with the Patriots this past uh, past two years uh, and a guy that, you know, was a former quarterback. And he, you know, George McDonald molded him into uh, being a guy that broke the receptions record in a single season, that was previously held by Torrey Holt, uh, somebody a lot of people might know from NC State. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he also had a 1,000-yard season before going on to the NFL. Uh, and then he was also able to, to recruit some of the guys, uh, like we were talking about the other day, you know, Micah Crowell, a four-star wide receiver that's coming into the program for NC State this year, uh, Porter Rooks, another guy that came into the program uh, last year, and Julian Gray, these are all four-star wide receivers that he's recruited over the last two years uh, to come to NC State. So, you know, he did a lot for the program, but also, you know, in terms of recruiting and in terms of building up the wide receivers uh, and really setting that bar, you know, he leaves NC State with, you know, a, in a much better position uh, than when he first came in. You know, sometimes we label these guys, oh, this guy's a great recruiter or this guy's a great teacher. It sounds like George was pretty successful at both those things you're saying. Yeah, you know, and it took him a little while in terms of the recruiting because, you know, he's he had brought in some some uh, high-caliber players when he was at Minnesota, did the same uh, at Syracuse for a little bit there. 
Uh, and then when he came to NC State, you know, there was there were some guys that were ahead of him that were looked at as the, you know, as the recruiters, and they were put in their specific areas. They were, you know, Des Kitching's a guy that ended up going to South Carolina this past year, uh, and then Eddie Faulkner, who's now a head coach at uh, Pittsburgh. You know, they they were kind of the go-to recruiters. They were the guys when they left. George McDonald took over that role and ran with it. Uh, and you could really see the, you know, his potential as a recruiter over the last couple of years. Like I said, with all the all the wide receivers that he brought in, but he was also able to bring in some guys from the, uh, you know, the the Charlotte and Kernersville area, uh, which is really a hotbed for talent when it comes to North Carolina. Uh, so he's he's done a great job in terms of recruiting. But yeah, I mean, and and a guy I didn't even mention, Emeka Emezi, a guy that's coming back, that's coming up here. He has a chance to break the career uh, NC State receptions record. Uh, which is now currently hold, held by uh, Jalen Samuels and was previously held by Tory Holt. So uh, he's, you know, the the things that he's done uh, with NC State, as I mentioned before, have really, you know, risen the the standard uh, for wide receivers coaches at NC State. But also, as you mentioned, it was the assistant head coach and uh, recruiting coordinator over the last uh, year. So uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy that held a lot of titles at NC State, and somebody that's going to be tough to replace. So Aaron Henry has spent three years as an assistant coach at NC State. He spent one year uh, at Rutgers after leaving Bielema at Arkansas as a grad assistant, uh, and then three years at NC State. So that's really where he started to cut his teeth. Um, what do you remember most about Aaron Henry's three years there in NC State? I mean, just the energy and the charisma that he brings. I'm sure you guys can already see it on Twitter. I mean, every single hire that they make, he's you know, I, I can just see I can see his voice screaming those things as he's retweeting it, just going, let's go. You know, like I think he that, won his press conference, of- Corey. Like I, we had his press conference and he was incredibly um, uh, endearing uh, and just great storyteller as well. Uh, and Illini fans, I think, reacted more to that one than any of the hires so far. Yeah. And you can see that when he goes to recruit, too, because, I mean, you know, like I think back to a guy, a kid named Khalid Martin. Uh, he was one of the first guys that, you know, that that uh, that Aaron really was able to convince, you know, a four-star cornerback, uh, and and really able to convince him to come to NC State. And talking to him, you know, he didn't really talk much about the rest of the staff. He just talked about Aaron Henry and why he wanted to come to NC State because of Aaron Henry, and and he was the guy uh, for him. So, you know, when he came in two years ago, unfortunately, he suffered an injury and you know been hurt for the last uh, last year or so, but. Uh, he's been a kid that, uh, you know, for, for NC State, they really wanted to get him. And Aaron Henry was the reason why he came in. Uh, you know, with the job that he did at Vanderbilt, I don't know. I don't really know that he had really a chance to be, uh, you know, really kind of build himself there. Uh, but this gives him a job, as I said with George McDonald, a chance mm-hmm. to really reset, go into a, a new place. As a, This is the first time he's been a part of a brand-new staff. You know, the last two times he's, he's gone somewhere, he came to NC State you know, having an opportunity, but, you know, being a guy that was, you know, that came into a, an already established coaching staff, they just needed somebody to replace, uh, you know, a previous uh, previous coach. And then, you know, went to Vanderbilt and did the exact same thing, was with Rutgers before and kind of, you know, the similar role. So he now gets a chance to, to really be, you know, the guy coming in and, and the one to, you know, kind of set the standard for this program. So, Corey, as somebody who's covered both these guys, like, would you qualify these as good hires for Illinois? Oh, yeah. I think both of them are quality hires. You know, the only the only area where George McDonald has really ever struggled has been 
you know, being asked to be the, the lead offensive coordinator. And that was with his time at Syracuse. Outside of that, I mean, if you're, if you're asking for a guy that's going to be a wide receivers coach uh, and, and really, you know, as I mentioned, you know, just kind of build that, that position, uh, that's the guy I would put there. And Aaron Henry, you know, coming, you know, he's a guy that, that knows uh, the Big Ten better than, than any other program that he's been at. Uh, being a former Wisconsin DB and and knows the way that Brett Bielema wants to coach his guys, you know I think they were they were really quality hires when they were at NC State and they did a lot for the programs. But I think they're going to be re-energized going into this Illinois program because you know George McDonald, as we've said, a, an alum an alumni, you know going back to his alma mater uh, is is more energized to be able to build that program. Uh, and then Aaron Henry, you know, going into big, going back into Big Ten country, uh, and you don't, uh, you know, th- he doesn't need to be re-energized. He's just an yeah. energizer bunny anyway. So uh, you'll you'll have two guys that go into there and and really want to make that program uh, so much better than it has been over the years. Corey, great stuff, man. Um, I don't think I'll have to call you back and bother you about some more insight <laughs> on this, but uh, we really appreciate the insight, man. It was great. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. Great stuff from Corey Smith. And I think George McDonald is is a big hire for Illinois, not only because he's an Illinois alum, not only because he's had offense coordinator experience, but he is taking over a wide receivers room that, just let's be honest, is pretty weak, right? So it is his job to build up that wide receivers room to where they have playmakers, uh, recruiting-wise and development-wise. And I just think it's been a room that has been lacking. Illinois obviously has not been able to get the high school prep prospects that they wanted in that room. I think they had a lot of opportunities to get guys like Mookie Cooper and A.J. Henning, and they just weren't able to close on them. Even a guy like Jaden Thompson uh, gets away from them for reasons that they can control or not. But that is a room that needs better recruiting. And George McDonald has shown that he can do that. And it needs better development of that town and use of that town. And it seems like George McDonald certainly has the resume uh, to show he can do that. But he's got a lot of work to do uh, because Illinois needs more playmakers on the perimeter. He had some you know, nice moments, especially with Josh and Matt baby the last couple of years. But they've been reliant on the transfer market. I imagine they still have to go to the transfer market but they need to develop more talent and recruit more talent at that position. All right, when we come back, Billy and Body will join us. He uh, writes for Pony Stampede, our 24-7 sports site covering SMU. He'll break down Kevin Kane, the new Illini outside linebackers coach, next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's get back to it. Get some more insight from this great 24-7 sports network. I'm so glad uh, we have all these people at our disposal, uh, just great experts in what they do. And we just got a great breakdown of George McDonald and Aaron Henry from Corey Smith of packpride.com, covers NC State. Let's get more on the Illini staff and a pretty surprising hire for Brett Bielman and in a good way for Illinois, maybe not so much at SMU, but Brett Bielma is able to steal away Kevin Kane, the defensive coordinator 
at SMU and bring him to Illinois as his associate head coach and outside linebackers coach. Billy, thanks for joining us, man. Just what was your reaction to Illinois hiring Kevin Kane? Like you said, surprised. I think for, for Kevin and his family, it was a chance to get back with Coach Bielema, who they've, they've had a great relationship with for many years, uh, a chance to get back up into uh, the north of the Midwest and, and be closer to family up in Chicago. I know that was one big selling point uh, for it. Uh, he can recruit Kansas City a little bit more, being a Kansas City native, uh, and has done a little bit of that for SMU, too. They've kind of extended some of their recruiting uh, regions more so than, than they maybe have in the past outside of Texas. And, you know, for Kevin Kane, I think it's a chance to, uh, you know, get an elevated title as associate head coach, a chance to be at the Power 5 level in a, in a fairly comfortable situation, work along some, uh, alongside somebody like Ryan Walters, who's really, uh, you know, impressive up-and-coming defensive coordinator in college football and I think probably going to be a head coach one day. I think this just, you know, it was the right time right place and it kind of came together quickly and it might seem like a surprise but uh, talk about a guy that's that's uh you know, i think going to be really committed to to building that program with brett bielema and, and uh the, the rest of the great staff he's put together so he came to smu from uh northern illinois so he's you know uh coached in this state recruited this state before but what was the thought process for you when when they hired him from niu I think one, the, the they really targeted TCU defensive coordinator Chad Glasgow a chance to get uh, his own play calling ability, and then once that didn't work out, they knew they wanted to find somebody that was an up and comer, was somebody who has, has had successful defenses, who's called plays, and especially in those first couple of years of Sonny Dykes' tenure, when the Cal buyout was still in play. Uh, they had a lot of extra money to kind of toy around with and to go out and take a sitting defensive coordinator from another group of five that, that it had success. And that's what they did with Kevin Kane. And uh, that really, I think, changed the the mindset of SMU's defense because that defense under Van Malone in, in the Chad Morris era was so bad. Yeah. Uh, it was some of the worst defensive football, honestly, I've ever seen. And uh, so Kevin Kane really had his work cut out, cut out for him. And each year they've kind of chipped away and improved. And uh, they, they were really poised, I think, in 2021 to kind of have that breakthrough top 30, top 40 type of finish with everyone they had coming back with the defensive linemen that they were going to uh, have another year of uh, the secondary improvements. I mean, they just really uh, were on the rise. And uh, that was what he was brought in to do is to change the complexion of the defense, be an experienced play caller. And. He finally got some of his players in there uh, that really fit well. Uh, and so he leaves it you know, much better than he found it. Um, but, you know, uh, also in a way, this was supposed to be kind of his best year in 2021. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's like the guy in waiting behind Ryan Walters or if this can get him a Power 5 DC job at some point. But yeah, I mean, obviously he gets a bump in pay likely here, gets to the Midwest. But what kind of defense, you know, did he run? What was kind of his philosophy? And, and just how was he as kind of, you know, the, the spokesman for the defense there? Yeah, they, they came in with a four-man front and eventually kind of evolved into a more multiple defense. Uh, this year they went much more... Uh, three man down. Uh, they they really had some athletes at linebacker and 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 kind of stand up edge rushers that they wanted to get in play a little bit more. And so he's been multiple and he's had success uh, with a four man front in 2019 when they led the nation in sacks. 
uh, per game, 3.92 per game, and they were third in tackles for loss. They were one of the best teams at turning the football over as well. Um, they, they were aggressive, and, and while they gave up you know, a decent amount of points per game uh, and yards per game, the, the way defenses are trending in college football nowadays, it's it's not it's not so much about the yards as, as you know, yeah. dumb as that might sound to say. It's about finding ways to make disruptive plays, to throw drives off at key points. And whenever SMU needed a stop in 2019, save for, honestly, a couple games, and again, that defense was just growing and, and really a year behind the offense in terms of having their needs addressed, they got stops. They see they got stops against TCU. They forced turnovers. I think they forced three fumbles in their win against TCU in 2019. Uh, and also TCU was driving, trying to tie it late. And, and Kevin Kane drop, dials up a great stunt, gets a linebacker free that, that comes in and, and hits the quarterback as he's throwing the ball. And that threw the timing off of the play. And they were able to get a pass breakup and, and seal the win. Uh, he did the same against Houston. Again, it's about dialing up. Uh, specific plays and, and kind of building those kind of almost like offenses do over the course of the game, setting them up for the, the time when you need that call the most. And so that was kind of the staple under his, uh, you know, leadership. I think the offense this year took a step back and the defense took a step forward and which is promising. And at certain, in certain games, the defense really had them in it against Cincinnati. They were playing good, decent football defensively for three quarters and then they, finally the offense just couldn't get the you know, ball in the end zone enough and and they kind of fell apart from there um you know memphis they had a great game plan against memphis uh they they've been able to slow navy uh which is a team that has just given smu fits over the years before they got here so they did a lot of good things i think the biggest thing that stands out to me is their aggressive nature and just how much they they can impact the game uh, in, in a single play that can you know, certainly give you momentum on the offensive side of things. Yeah, multiple and aggressive. That sounds like what Brett Bielema and Ryan Walters have been talking about. Uh, Billy, also, what does he bring as a recruiter? Uh, what What did you notice from his three years down there in Texas? Yeah, I think, one, it's an area that he didn't necessarily recruit much of uh, prior to his time at SMU. But he settled in really as a, as a uh, you know, he recruited the linebackers, so he recruited his position group. Uh, and then he really recruited a lot of Dallas um, and, and some of the other uh, areas around Dallas. That was kind of the staple. So he was typical in a sense of being a coordinator, not as much of a, uh, you know, a, a, I would say a killer on the trail that you go in and, and that's that's your closer, that's your guy. Um, but he's uh, he's a really fun guy to be around. I mean, he's, he's energetic, he's young, uh, his family's awesome. The players just kind of watching reactions on Twitter uh, are, are pretty, you know, shook by him leaving. And I think that says a lot uh, about a coach whenever you see, you know, players reacting and, and, and you know, making, uh, you know, how they feel known on Twitter. It's not always something you see when coaches leave. And so I think he's you know, somebody that will fit in well, having recruited up there, um, having having coached in that state already. Uh, he, I think he's going to bring a lot, um, and, and that'll be, uh, a boost for them because he really does kind of know how to push the right buttons and uh, he knows how to eval really well. I think some of the underrated signees from SMU over the years on the defensive side of the ball have really turned out to be good players. Billy Embody, before I let you go, Billy, I really respect your football opinion. You know everything down there going down in South, uh, Texas, Louisiana, all of that. Um, just what's your outside opinion of Brett Bielema and 
what you've seen or heard from him so far? Yeah, I think one you get somebody who's really well respected nationally, and he get, he gives Illinois a lot of credibility, and not that Lovey Smith didn't, because you know, I think uh, I grew up in Tampa, I, I knew a lot of Lovey Smith uh, growing up, but Brett Gilma just nationally has uh, the sense about him that I think fits in so well up north and in that style of football, and uh, he's also learned a lot, I think, through his time down south at Arkansas, and and kind of how and where that went wrong at certain points in that tenure. And so he's probably grown a lot from that. Uh, I think defensively, you can tell um, just the, the, the staff they put together is one that's going to be kind of the calling card for the program, I think. And, you know, you, that's what stands out to me. And uh, they're going to be physical and, and they're going to hit you in the mouth and they're going to be competitive. I think that's another thing that stands out about their program is, is that at, any of the stops really for the most part they really haven't been teams that have laid down or have completely been blown out there they always find ways to make it tough and competitive and i think that's when you're trying to turn around the program that's something that uh you've got to start with billy m body ponystampede.com also go 24 7 he's one of the hardest working men on 24 7 billy can't thank you enough for the insight man this is great anytime brother good catching up Great stuff from Billy and Body, PonyStampede.com. You can check out his stuff there. And, and Billy's one of our best at, at 24-7 sports. So uh, he's really plugged in, and uh, he's pretty high on Kevin Kane. So I think Illinois fans should be pretty high on Kevin Kane as well. I hope you guys got to learn a lot about your new assistant coaches here that we broke down here, three of them. And I uh, got more podcasts in the work, including one from uh, an Illini great who's got a really interesting insight onto this staff and what he's heard from uh, Brett Bielema so far. So looking forward to that one, probably come out in the next day or so. But a lot to break down here, and we have throughout the site. I wrote my what it means on this staff uh, on the website here recently, so you can check that out. More recruiting updates, and boy, Brett Bielma is really, really changing the narrative uh, with some of these high school prospects, and he needs to, uh, especially in the state of Illinois. But Illinois has been active in their own state. They're active now in St. Louis, and uh, there's also offering some prospects from Wisconsin, Indiana, and I would expect that to just continue and continue. So we'll have the latest on that at IlliniInquire.com. As always, everybody, Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to try out a VIP subscription, we've had some transfer buzz and some coach buzz. It's uh, you know come to fruition here the last couple of days, so check that out. $1 for your first month of VIP membership at IlliniInquirer.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Bow. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 